I think you brought us all back like 30, 40 years right there. We just... Uh, 30, 40, 50, 60. <laughs> Oh, what a blessing. Good morning, people of God. Oh, it's rainy, but it is still a beautiful day the Lord has given us. Amen? Amen. Especially when we get days like yesterday where we just a taste of what spring could be like, right? <laughs> uh, so if I were to say Christ is risen, you would say? Christ he is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Yes, we are still in this season we call Easter. So yes, from time to time I will keep us on our toes because it's so good to remember that Christ is risen. Everything changed because of that. Amen? Amen. Um, for those of you joining us online, welcome as well. We will be having communion. Hopefully, as you came in, you received your communion cups. Uh, we invite you to grab some bread, wine, or juice following our time of confession this morning. Uh, a couple quick announcements before we jump in. So maybe you noticed uh, as you walked in, something looked a little different, right, with the orange cones and the mess on our front windows. Uh, this past week, we had all that concrete removed and replaced uh, it was going to be a tripping hazard, and it just didn't look very good. So thanks to our council and our uh, wonderful leadership team, our property uh, managers, we got that taken care of, and it looks really sharp. So that's what's going on out front. Uh, if you weren't able to join us yesterday, we had an event called Walk Through the Bible. It was the New Testament version this time. It was phenomenal. I'm going to have a video to share with you next week. It's on my phone still. But uh, we learned 40 different hand gestures and literally walked through the very beginning of the New Testament all the way through to the book of Revelation and uh, basically through hand gestures. In fact, we started kind of in the Old Testament, the precursor to the New Testament, uh, with the setup of the three major nations that were going on with Greece and with Israel and with Rome. And then through that, you retell the story of the New Testament. So it's, it's awesome. I got the video uh, if you missed it, you missed it. So uh, that's something that we are looking forward to doing. You know, every couple of years, we'll just rotate and continue uh, reliving these stories because it's just a lot of fun. Uh, today is Confirmation Sunday, which is why there are a couple of extra uh, railings up here as well. We have six young, young adults who will be uh, reaffirming the promises made in their baptisms. They'll be sharing their faith statements, uh, which is awesome. I didn't have them do it this morning at the 9.30 because the camera, oddly enough, was the big reason why they were like, yeah, well, no. <laughs> it's like, I get it, yeah. We're popular now. We're all over the interweb. <laughs> yeah, all the hip young sisters <laughs> yes. call it the interweb. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> The worldwide interweb. Yes, uh, so um, that's exciting for us today as well. So uh, please be sure to just in general keep those young adults in your prayers today as they, uh, you know, share their faith, which is no small thing, right? Sometimes we struggle doing that with our closest loved ones and friends. They're doing it in front of a bunch of uh, people they don't necessarily know, which is, uh, it's exciting. So... With all that said, let's get after it. I invite you to stand as you are able. Greet the neighbors you have around you. If you're joining us online, give a shout out. Say hello. Good morning.
And just point of reference, that word Adonai is the Greek word which means teacher, or in our instance, Lord, Savior, Jesus. So when we sing that, we are giving praise to the Lord, our Lord. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, your Son, Jesus Christ, is the way, the truth, and the life. Give us grace to love one another, to follow in the way of his commandments, and to share his risen life with all the world. For he lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. So we are going to jump right into our gospel reading for today. Uh, It's an interesting one because... This is the reading that we are given, and even though we are celebrating the season of Easter and everything that has happened since Jesus' death, the reading that we get for today comes to us from the book of John chapter 14, which throws us right back into Holy Week, and in particular to that Maundy Thursday, so the day before Good Friday. So this is the reading we get for today, and it's, uh, it's amazing. So, John 14, starting in verse 1. Jesus says this, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas, one of his disciples, said to him, Lord, We do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? To which Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and then we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, but if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I'm going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What a reading. Oh my gosh, there is so much in this. So the first six verses of our reading today, I'm pretty sure are my favorite in all of Scripture. I've read them countless times, many of those times being through funerals and memorials. I know that, my, I, know that I want them read, uh, read at my own funeral as well. There's just so many amazing promises that you can find all in this one place, all said by Jesus himself. Do not let your hearts be troubled. In my Father's house, I've got a room for each and every one of you. Jesus saying, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You get to God through me. 
And if you ask anything, anything in my name, I will give it to you. Any one of these phrases that Jesus himself speaks would be enough for an entire sermon. So I did what any good uh, preacher and, and pastor would do. I wrote four sermons, so buckle up. <laughs> no, of course not. But I do want to focus on one in particular. You know, as, as much as I read and reread this set of verses, it was the very first one that just clung to my heart today. Where Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do this for me. Take a moment right now, close your eyes. I know this is dangerous on a Sunday morning, but close your eyes. And think of the thing that has been eating away at you lately, the thing that has been haunting you, the thing or person or comment or experience that's just heavy on your heart right now. You all think of one thing. Now hear Jesus say these words to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I've got you. Lay that burden down. Give it to me. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Take a deep breath with me real quick. Okay, you can open your eyes again. So this has always been a very comforting phrase for me. Most every time I've read this, I've read it like a narrator would. So like someone who's watching the story unfold, right, from, from the outside looking in. But this week I couldn't distance myself from this story. Every time I read it, I was in the room. I was one of the disciples whom Jesus was saying this to. And as much as I still wanted to hear that phrase and be comforted, the reality of everything else that was going on in the story came crashing in. Let me set the stage for you here. So again, it was at this point in John's story where Jesus was preparing his disciples, his closest friends and, and loved ones, for some bad news. Again, this is Maundy Thursday, okay? the night before it was about to hit the fan. They had just had their last meal together. He had just washed their feet, teaching them the importance of serving one another. Judas had just left to go and betray Jesus by telling the authorities where he was, and he knew it. Peter had just confessed that he would lay his life down for Jesus, to which Jesus then tells Pete that he would, in fact, end up denying even knowing Jesus before the next morning would happen. All of that happens right before our reading, or right in the midst of our reading for today. So there's a lot of emotions flying, and on top of all that, can you imagine how hard it would have been for his disciples, for any of us to hear how our closest loved one, someone we were putting all of our hopes in, someone who has been our everything to us, then tells us that they were about to be put to death soon. And right after saying that, he says, but hey, don't worry, don't let your hearts be troubled. <laughs> I mean, come on, of course their hearts are going to be troubled. 
that's how it was for for these disciples at this point in this story. Their hearts were troubled, very troubled. And so they respond by asking questions and demanding answers. It's so real, it's so human, because don't we do the same thing? Isn't that our first nature as well? When we're struggling to make sense of something or feel overwhelmed by our circumstances, isn't it questions that pop into our mind first? Questions like, why God? Why did this have to happen to me? Why this pandemic that just still won't go away? Why is my health failing? Why did I have to lose my job? Why did my spouse or my dear friend have to die? Why? We want answers when we struggle, when we are overwhelmed, when things just don't make sense. Amen? The disciples did the same thing. When Jesus says, and you know the way to the place where I'm going... You can almost hear the hurt in Thomas's voice with that blunt response. Wait, what? Lord, we don't even know where you're going. How can we know the way? And when Jesus says that anyone who knows him knows the Father, it sounds like Philip has had enough too, making a request that no one would dare ask. Well, fine, if you're leaving us, show us where God is. Philip's had it. I mean, back then it was believed that to see God literally meant your death. To see the face of God meant it was all over. That's where Philip's at. Fine, you're leaving. I want to be done with this. Show us God. You can hear the heartache, the the anger, the frustration, the disappointment from uh, from Philip and Thomas basically asking, Why, Jesus? Why are you leaving? Why does this have to happen? Everything was going so well. Why? You ever asked that question before? Why? Because the question of why is an important question. It gives voice to our deep need to understand, to, to comprehend, to make sense of things. And aren't things so much easier to deal with when they make sense? But this question of why is also many times very difficult, if not impossible, to answer. The disciples ask why, and, and, and what should Jesus say? Should he have offered some theological or ideological explanation? Should he have tried to break down the Father's divine and cosmic will in a way that they could understand? They couldn't even pick up on his parables. Should he have described the the complex, profound, sacrificial love that motivates God's actions that we as humans fail to comprehend time and time again? None of those answers would have either made much sense or lessened the grief that his loved ones were struggling with. And as I wrestled with how Jesus answered, it hit me. Thinking about all the worst times in my life, no answer of why is this happening to me was ever going to actually help. Regardless of why, it was still happening and it was still awful. You felt those feelings before, amen? 
Knowing why doesn't make those feelings go away. And so it seems that by this point in the story, Jesus is starting to, to, to pick up where, that they're asking the wrong question. Because in his response, Jesus offers so much more than an answer to why. He offers himself instead. Instead of answering the why question, Jesus goes right to the who. He's the one who's going to love them and in turn show them what the Father's love looks like. He's the one who's, who that they have known and trust and will do what they ask and provide for them what they need. He's the one who can actually do something about their troubled hearts. Sometimes we want answers, especially to that question of why, when what we really need is the who. What we really need is relationship. The only thing that was going to help these disciples was who. Who was going to be there for them? Who was going to lift them up? Who could help them through this difficult time? I mean, sometimes the answer to that it would be friends or, or would be family, but every time the answer is Jesus. It's one of the promises that he offers. In fact, in our reading today, he also says, hey, I'm going to go ahead of you, and even after you die, I still got you. I still have a place for you in my father's house. I'm the who. I'm the answer to everything you need. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm probably not the first one to tell you that life is filled with unanswered questions. However, whatever the questions, whatever the doubts, whatever the the unknowns or the burdens or the frustrations that you are carrying with you today, just as Jesus shared with his disciples, he is sharing with you right now in words like these. Because I'm here with you, do not let your hearts be troubled. Things may rarely make sense as much as you want them to be. Life just isn't fair, but I'm here. You know me. You've always known me, but more importantly, I have always known you. And I am with you. Even when he was soon to be taken away, he was still with them. In their hearts, in their minds, in their very souls. And what's more, just as he offered himself all those years ago to his disciples, he still does this for you today. Inviting you into a relationship that may not answer the questions that you are asking of why, but ultimately goes way beyond them. It's like this. If I were to ask you, by show of hands out there, how many of you have ever loved someone? Okay, if, if I don't see your hand up, we need to talk afterwards. Why? Why did you or why do you love that person? Sometimes we may think of a a list of answers, of the answer of why, but, but no one answer encapsulates all of the reason why we love that person. There is only one way we can truly answer that question of why do we love, and that's through relationship. Why do you love your children? Well, because he's my son, because he's my daughter, or she's my daughter. Why do you love your spouse? Well, because he's my husband or because she's my wife. 
Your answer is a relationship. It's the only way you can really get to the crux of the matter. Yes, there are individual things, but no one thing summarizes it all. It's through, only through relationship that we get the answer that matters. Because there are some days when we don't feel like we love our children. Or is it just me? <laughs> but yet, when we answer it as, well, he's my son, that love comes regardless whether we feel it or not. It's not just when they clean their room, or when they are nice and thoughtful to each other, or when they let their brother win, or... No, it's so much more than that. It's about relationship. All the whys go out the window, and it's the who that truly matters. And that's the promise given to each and every one of you today in the midst of all the questions you may ask, all the doubts that you may have, the unknowns that haunt you. It's the who that gets to the core of this, that Jesus is with you. As important as it feels like knowing why for so many things in our lives, today we find out the answer of who is way more important. The promise that Jesus is with you and for you. Because only in knowing who can we truly find peace in our minds and in our souls when we endure the difficulties in life. Knowing who gets us through those tough moments. Knowing who forgives us when we blow it. Knowing who can love us even when we struggle loving ourselves. Knowing that Jesus is there for each and every one of us. Now that's an answer we can hold on to. Amen? That's an answer that can truly make a difference. So dear ones, today may you... Move from the questions of why and hold firm to the answer of who. May the promise that Jesus walks with you through this life, with you all through all the valleys and the hills, through the joys and the sorrows, all the victories and defeats, give you the courage to not only keep living, but to always be on the lookout for new life. Because that's what the who does drives us away from wondering why and leads us into new life. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we can't thank you enough for the gift of today. And I know that there are heavy things that we carry with us in our lives, things that have recently happened, things that have happened a long time ago, and we still carry them those questions of why sometimes just haunt our lives. And the truth of the matter is we may never know why. And even when your disciples were asking you why, you gave them an answer that really made the difference. You gave them you. And so today in the midst of all of our demands and, and frustrations and depressions and struggles, Lord, May we also hear that your answer to us is who? That you are the one who promises to be with us in the midst of everything. And because of that, we can give thanks and praise to you today. Whether today is a, a great day or a struggle, Lord, today you are with us. And because of that, 
we can not only endure but thrive in this life. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. Please stand as you are able. United in the hope and joy of the resurrection, we now pray for the church, the world, and for all who are in need. At the end of each little prayer, I will say, God of grace, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. God of life, strengthen your church to proclaim your gospel even in times of trouble. Bless all deacons, interns, missionaries, and pastors and strengthen them for their bridge-building ministry between church and world. God of grace, hear our prayer. Creating God, you show your steadfast love through mighty waters, towering mountains, lush fields, and arid deserts. Protect the earth's diverse habitats from the forces of pollution, erosion, extinction, and global warming. God of grace, hear our prayer. Mighty God, your Spirit guides us into all truth. Give wisdom to world and local leaders and organizations as they begin, build, and renew relationships. God of grace, hear our prayer. Loving God, you make your home among us. Abide with refugees, those experiencing homelessness, those fleeing war and poverty, and all who question if there is a home in your heart. We pray for all who are sick or suffering in any way, especially those that we name now, either silently or out loud. God of grace, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words through Jesus Christ our Lord as we now pray the prayer He taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and confess those times when we have failed to live as God calls and invites us to live each and every day. I invite you to read this along with me on the screen. God of life, We confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, Restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear this, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Jesus Christ was given over to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all of our sin. 
As a called and ordained minister of the church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people shout, Amen. At this time, I invite you to take out your communion kits or if you're joining us at home, grab your bread and your wine or juice as we prepare our hearts to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me, the body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. Finally, a big thank you for all of you who prayerfully continue to support King of Kings in all the so many ways that we need your support. Uh, the offering buckets are on your way out today. For those of you joining us online, there's a QR code. Uh, we had an event yesterday, the uh, walk through the Bible, and we had our, our sign-in was through a QR code. And what I'm realizing is a lot of people don't understand those yet. So <laughs> had a lot well, of people if they come. they went on the interweb, they would I know, know yeah. They, read that interweb, yes. Uh, but if you just take out your camera for that and hold it up to the screen, you'll be able to click on that little part that pops up. There's an example, uh, and it'll take you right to our page, which allows us to, uh, of course, uh, uh, gain those offerings and continue to do what we do. So thank you for all the ways you support us. And now may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of His hand. Amen. Amen. Woo! People of God, you are free to go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.